Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. Sometimes you got to let God know your faith is genuine. It's authentic. It's real. And even when he uses the fire to test you, ah, know that you will come out like pure gold because you're precious in his sight. Love you, God. Send the word. Man, you're here. You're here, God, and I thank you. I come into the holy place to experience and encounter you. I don't come for man. I come for you because it's better to put your confidence in God than to put your confidence in man. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But I'm going to trust in an almighty God. Matter of fact, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. And I'm not going to lean on my own understanding, but in all thy ways, I'm going to acknowledge him because there's nobody greater. I've searched all over. I'm going to acknowledge you, God, because whatever position, predicament, problem, trouble that you're in, ah, Uh, He says, I'm your present help in times of trouble. He says, I'm your stronghold. Jesus, we love you, God. Hit your target today, God, it's here. Man, I'm just so. Guys, it's never about a pastor. It's never about a church. It's never about a denomination. I'm trying to tell you at the end of the day, it always come back to one. And that's Jesus. He's the one. It's your target. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, uh, yeah, this is different than uh, 9 o'clock, and that's great. I just, you know, online folk, um, family, friends, uh, we love you. Um, ideally, the word to come forth today, it'll be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Ideally, the word will come forth today that you can order your steps in it. You can make your plans in it. It says a man can devise a plan in his heart, Proverbs 16. It says, but the Lord determines your steps. Ha, the Lord. It's all about him, the way maker. All right. What a sermon series. Uh, We love it. A deeper walk with Jesus because this is Lenten season. And you should always want to grow in grace and in knowledge of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You should also have the attitude of 2 Timothy 2.15. 
where it says that you should be excited, you should be motivated, you should be enthusiastic to show yourself approved, to study his word as it divides. Yeah, we should be excited to get closer to God. It says a little closer walk with thee. Boy, now see, if we was in the right church now, we would just break out, I need thee. Every hour of the, I see it was in the right house. See, it would say, bless me now. My, ah. Oh, God, there it is. Woo. That's that overflow, boy, yeah. See, we have to do that for Deshaun. See, that's what it is. Can you imagine I could not fathom that? Brandon Joshua losing deuce. Wow. Man, that took a lot of courage. And I thank y'all for worshiping. See, when you come to church, sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes your praise and your prayer and your purpose is going to help push somebody else to experience the Lord and Savior that you already know. So I thank you today. Thank you today. Because it could be Deshaun today and you tomorrow. You don't want to lift nobody else up, but then when it's your turn, you want everybody to lift. Uh, it's a deeper walk. Okay. All right. Um, it's going to be a little different, <laughs> as always. Uh, a deeper walk. I just, I just can't help it. I just, I, God, I just can't help it. Sorry. Uh, just breakfast. And can I tell y'all something, you know? You know what keeps me going? These kids, they love me and I love them. I mean, they, oh my God. Oh my God, I just love the children. I have passion for them. You know, it's you adults I have problems with sometimes. <laughs> me and the kids is cool. Some of y'all adults, I don't know. I need a deeper walk with Jesus. Uh, yes, I do. All right. All right. That's good. It's a sweet spirit in here. Let's talk about a transcendent heart. A transcendent heart. Way different. We'll jump off. I'm going to give you this little nugget first. God never sees you where you are right now. He always sees you where he's going to take you. Oh, it must be on this side. God doesn't see you where you are now. He sees where he's about to take you. But if you don't have a transcendent heart to look beyond your present situation, to surpass where you are right now, to exceed any limit that you have placed on yourself, then you will stay stuck in the storm that you're in. You can't move forward. You can never get what God has for you because you're living so beneath your privilege. That's why God wants you to have a transcendent heart to look beyond your present situation. Now, I'm not saying to ignore the storm that you're in or the situation that you're in. No, but have the wherewithal to look beyond that. 
to transcend that. Have a transcendent mind that you can take the ubiquity of where you are and see where God wants to take you. In other words, you can be in the storm and he will give you the peace that makes no sense. The peace that passes all understanding. He'll give you that peace. Even in the midst of a storm. But while you're in the storm, you got to look beyond the rain. You got to look beyond the clouds and see the sun that's on the other side. Now, I said it at nine, but I think think y'all was the crowd for it. Come on, new edition, say, can you stand? But it's say after you stand the rain, what happened on the other side of the rain? Sunny day. Everybody. (laughs) Wow, that's a transcendent heart. You in the rain, you in the storm. You, the wind is blowing you cold. You feel like you shipwrecked in your heart. But yet you say, this is the day the Lord has made. And I'm going to be glad. And I'm going to rejoice in it. Because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Where would I go? He woke me up this morning, started me on my way, food on my table, clothes on my back. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Jesus. Woo. I can see it, God. I'm not looking where I am now. God, I see where you about to take me. And God, I'm excited. God, I'm motivated. God, I'm enthusiastic. I can't wait. So what stops us from having that enthusiasm? What hinders you to keep you stuck in that place? What makes you feel you don't want to change? Because this is the way you've always done it. Let's go, you have an issue. Ooh, I'm about to preach myself out my shoes, y'all know. Lord have mercy. Y'all got to forgive me, online people. If y'all know what kind of shoes these was, y'all would understand where I'm at. Sunny day. Issue. I could have put an S there, but it's communion, and he done swallowed up our issues, and now we still got that ish. You. David had issue, didn't he? Killing folk, abusing his power, lying to the people. He had an issue. But just because you have an issue, that doesn't mean God won't still protect you. Oh, God. 
because nothing can separate you from the love of God. All right. Psalm 17, 8, it says, keep me as the apple of your eye. Psalm 17, 8, online people, this is good Bible study for you. And then it says, hide me up under your wings. So I did a little homework, and I'm saying, how is God going to protect the eye? And then it dawned on me, he protects the eye with the eye lid. All right, go and close your eyes. You're the apple of God's eye, now close your eyes. He's protecting you. Ooh, close your eyes. He's covering you. Come on, whatever you're going through right now, God got you covered. But you need to let him do it and stop trying to do it. Ooh. On your own. It says, cover me. In Psalm 27 and 5, it says that, Lord, hide me in your sanctuary. Hide me in your shelter. In Psalm 27, 5, then it says, hide me in your pavilion. Yeah, you know, the Hebrew word for pavilion is covering. Oh, y'all ain't got it yet. God, I am the apple of your eye, so God, I know you will cover me. And then those of you who fact-checking me, Psalm 27, verse 5, the rest of that verse, it says, then God, once you do that, it says, then God placed me high out of reach of the storm, God, and put me on that rock. Because, God, no matter what I'm going through, I realize that you are a rock in a weary land. I realize upon this rock, you will build your church. I realize my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, this solid, this solid, this solid, I stand all of the ground. It's sinking sand. So when you have an issue, he will protect you. And the reason he needs to protect you because you're in too much indecision. You, you can't make up your mind. You, you're double-minded. You, you vacillate uh, between one opinion and another. Like 1 Kings 18, we get caught in between two opinions. Uh, just like Revelation, you don't know if you hot and you don't know if you cold. But you know if you lukewarm, come on, that's indecision. God will come on, spew you. He will, he will spit you out of his mouth because you're not making the right decision. Uh, but to, uh, to help you make the right decision, then he has to take you through a process. He has to take you through a process so you understand when it's time to make a decision. Come on, things that are impossible with men are possible with God. When, when uh, your relative have heart surgery and it comes out of the blue and, and you don't know what to do and you come to church and you say, pray for me, then you know the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Come on, Deshaun just told you the first time he was here when his son, he fell out on the stage if you were here but now this year he prays his way out of the back that's what I call a transcendent heart
He's not looking at the situation he's in. He's believing. He has faith in where God is about to take him. Do you know where God is about to take you? Well, if you don't know, but you know he's going to take you somewhere, don't wait. Come on, let's just shout right now that what God got for you, God going to give to you because he's a good God. He's a great God. He's a mighty God. He's a merciful God. He's a forgiving God. He's a loving God. He's a faithful God. You got to understand, you justify, you sanctify, and you glorify. And once he takes you through that process, then you can make a better decision. You can make a better decision because now, because you understand you sanctified, justified, and glorified, you will go to the word for instruction. Because you need the instruction. I'm sorry, but I forgot Jose. It says, Jose, you fickle. Yeah. NLT says you got a fickle heart. NL, NIV says you got a deceitful heart. Fact check me. King James says you got a divided heart. So you need instruction. You need to come back together. You need to have a little walk with Jesus. Luke 4.32, it says that he was in a synagogue and it says he taught with, with such authority. He taught with such power. And if you peruse the Bible, every time he went into the synagogue and started teaching and preaching, stuff happened. Come on, a woman bent over, straightened up, a man with a withered hand, it straightened out. You come out the synagogue, come on, you a heal a centurion serving across the way. Every time Jesus, oh, come on, Matthew 5, 2. It says, and Jesus opened his mouth. Then when he opened his mouth, come on, Bible readers, the next verses after that was the Beatitudes. Am I right about it? Beatitudes is in Matthew, the fifth chapter. And the one Beatitude that I like is this blessed, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You will be filled because you have a transcendent heart. You have a transcendent heart because God has protected you. You have a transcendent heart because you have went through the process. You have a transcendent heart because you are ready to adhere to the instruction of God. And in his, his instruction, he will prepare you. He will prepare a place for you. He will prepare a table for you. Even in the midst of your enemy, he will make the crooked straight and the rough plain and the mountains come down low and the valleys come up high. Jesus will prepare a place even in a storm. Ah, wow. Thank God for the preparation. Yeah. God has to prepare you for the purpose. The purpose prepares you for the plan. Ah, the plan prepares you for the power. And the power enables you to fulfill his promise. 
Oh, boy. Oh, man, I'm gone now. Let's go to the text. What time is it? Woo, let's go to the text. Okay. Condition and trial. And then we'll do crisis after that. All right, condition. I got it. But soon a fierce wind came up. Highways were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Watch it. Jesus had scooped the disciples up, and he told them to follow him. But by the time they got to this part of the text, I don't believe the disciples had fully bought into what Jesus was selling at that point. Because it was at this point, come on, the church had not been birthed yet. The church was birthed in the book of Acts. You know, uh, Acts chapter 2, he had to give them the Holy Spirit. He had to take them to the upper room. Come on, Bible readers. And then when he took them to the upper room, that's when Peter preached at Pentecost and 3,000 folk got saved. But at this time, this wasn't the preacher Peter. This was the denier Peter who was in the boat with him. And so when the storm came, they didn't know what to do. The, The crisis came. The condition came. And don't you know God will put a condition in your heart, life, just so he can change your heart? Don't, oh Jesus, don't you know God will create a need just so he could fill it? Well, come on, stay with me. And then when he fill it, you can give him glory. Come on, well, who in here doing all right? I'm giving you, you doing all right. I give you permission right now to tell God, thank you. God, thank you for my blessing. God, thank you for my favor. God, thank you for the victory. God, thank you for the life. God, thank you for the favor. God, thank you. See, God is more than a crisis, God. God is more when something happened to you to say, pray for me. When things are going good, it would behoove you to stop and give God glory, to stop and give God honor, to stop and give God praise, to stop and worship God in spirit. Who I want to use? Gideon, thank you. Thank you. I told you I'm on a wild today. Judges 16, 15. Bible readers, you know Gideon. You know Gideon, he had to go up against the Midianites. You know the Midianites was the giant. And come on, stiff neck Israel. Come on, come on, come on, stiff neck church. We don't want to do what the Bible tells us to do. We don't want to do what our prayers tell us to do. We want to do whatever we want to do. It's your old thing. Do what you want to. See, I like y'all. Y'all, see, the nine o'clock been saved a little too long. Y'all, y'all, my. No. No, this is, you know, we just have to break the ice because God leads every time when I'm disobedient to God. When I know God is telling me to do something, where the people who do what they, y'all, where the people struggle with, you know, a little hard-headed in the house. So God told Gideon in Judges 6.15, that's where it starts. He said, Gideon, come here, man. I don't want you to go battle the Midianites. <laughs> Gideon said, Ooh. He said, don't you know we the least of the tribes? Don't you know we the littlest? Don't you know who the Midianites are? Don't you know I'm the least of the family? We the least of the tribe. We got the littlest money. We got the littlest faith. What you telling me 
that I go, gotta go fight them, I, that I go get killed. Oh, keep reading. You gotta love the Lord. The Lord looked at Gideon and said, Gideon, I'm gonna be with you. Oh, God. Oh, man, let's let that marinate. Whatever you're going through right now, God is telling you, I will be with you. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. Even when you go minister to the left out, left over, left behind, I will be with you. Be strong and be courageous and I will be with you. When I read that, Gideon got happy. See, once you got God with you. Ah, oh, I hear you, Elizabeth Hurst. Her favorite song was, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need. Let's go to the crisis. The crisis and the test. Okay, you see the condition, the boat. Here's a crisis. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care we're going to die? Wow. All y'all could be preachers on that one, can't you? Jesus right in your house and you on the phone. Jesus right in your house and you ordering from Amazon. I got in trouble at nine o'clock. She was looking, see that? Yeah, you gotta watch, that's an inside joke. She, she cornered me after the nine o'clock because I gave a, a, a different example at nine about Amazon. She cornered me, where's that gift at? Where's <laughs> you have to get it, you, you had to be here, okay? Right? You got Jesus with you in your heart. Oh, Jesus, come on, I'm talking to you. I don't care if you believe, don't believe, never been to church, don't like church, don't, I don't care. God is in your heart. God is already in your mind. Romans 14, 8, whether you live or whether you die, you belong to God. Whether you believe or whether you don't believe, you belong to God. And what you got to understand at the end of the day, whether you want to do it or not, every knee going to bow and every tongue going that Jesus Christ is to the glory. Ah, y'all coming with me. You got Jesus. And you say, we're going to drown. Wow. Watch it. John 16, 33. He said, these words I've spoken to you. He says, I want you to have peace in me. Because he says, in this world, you're going to have trials. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. But he says, be of good cheer. You know, have a, have a joyful heart. For I will help you overcome the world because I am this peace. So no matter what storm you are in, don't worry. I got you. On the other side of suffering is glory. So in the crisis, the test is who you going to believe in. Are you going to believe God or you going to believe your friends or you going to believe what your flesh say? You going to believe what somebody else say? Or are you going to get on your knees or go into your secret closet and lift your hands up and say, I surrender all, all to him 
my prayer. I give it all up to you, God. Because I got a circumstance. The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They each asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey, obey him. Oh, let me snip out some. Oh, my God. So, oh, this is what I want from that. I had something else, but I, I, this is coming to me. Somebody in here might be saying, who is this Jesus? Who, you know, who, who is this Jesus? What is this Lent all about? What is Monday, Thursday all about? What is Good Friday all about? What is this Easter all about? Who is Jesus? Tell me about him. Well, come on, you got first of all, you gotta say, he's incredible. He's almighty. He's supernatural. Oh, y'all still ain't moved yet? He's wonderful. Y'all ain't moved yet? He's marvelous. God, y'all ain't moved yet? He's food on your table. Clothes on your back. Water when you're thirsty. A doctor in the sick room. A lawyer in the courtroom. Well, who is he to you, y'all? Y'all? Yeah. Like who? Like who? Like who? See, they didn't have a transcendent heart at that time. They didn't have it. Because they say, who is he? Even though when and waves obey him. That's us sometimes. We got Jesus right in our heart and we don't use him. But I'm trying to help you. Once you know who he is, and once you know, oh boy, what he can do, and once you realize how he feel about you, it ain't no way you can't but open up your mouth and give him praise. It ain't no way you can't clap your hands. It ain't no way you can't stomp your feet. It ain't no way you can't put up your hands. It ain't no way you can't get on your knees. Who is he? To you. Not to me. But that's why I can't help it. I can't help it. You know, sometimes when I come to church, you know, I have a, you know, I have a, you know, I'm good. Good. Good morning. God is good. Uh -huh. Blessed and highly favored. But then, Jory get to singing, I thank God. And I remember where I used to be. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. Come on, it ain't always been this way. Come on, everybody started at the bottom. And I remember it wasn't always this way, and I remember how it was then. And I see how it is now. And I thank God. Next slide, overflow. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah, ubiquity, yeah. God, look at that. Ubiquity. Omnipotent. Omnipresence. You know I like the slide. You know I like slides, but I like the word better. Say amen. I'm sorry. You know, I do like the slides. I do. I do like that. I do. But I just, I just, I just need the word a little more. Okay. Ubiquity. Look at the houses down here. You see them? 
look at them all in the dark. But you see the transcendence? See the, look at this. Look at this and look at that. That's transcendence. That's ubiquity. That's looking beyond. That, well, boy, y'all better say something. That's looking, be, that's looking beyond. God wants to look beyond. Say it, brother. Where you at right now? Do you believe where you at, God can take you somewhere else? Oh, Jesus. Even if you're in a good place right now, if you hook up with God, he'll take it and make it better. And then if you better, he'll make it excellent. And then if it's excellent, he'll make it magnificent because there's always room for improvement. Ubiquity. Transcendent. For all you wordsmith people, I tried I try to tell y'all, you know, I have some more stuff, but I sort of like calm down. See, because I'm going to let you know, the sermon is over, but I even had some overflow, didn't I? Didn't I? Show them the overflow. Pow! Just in case if I didn't get enough word, y'all, y'all can't eat no more, y'all full, y'all. y'all. Y'all can't clap no more, shout no more, y'all like, okay, we good. But that's how much I love God. I'm going to always feed his children. Y'all missed it. I'm going to always love God's children. You notice, I said God's children. Okay, all right. And this is for free. Because the reason we praise is because we want his presence. The reason we need his presence, Bonnie, because Hope Elam, we got purpose. Pastor John, we got purpose. We have purpose here. And the purpose is not based on a person. It's based on the personhood of Jesus Christ. And to fulfill his purpose. We deep. Okay. We, all right. We done. Thank you. Thank you, Deshaun. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. We, I feel better, Deshaun. And I, and I know you do, too. I, you know, I carry that weight with my brother. I do. You know, my heart bleeds. That's the part of being a pastor. When you get. Uh, I heard it. Did you? Ooh, thank you. Somebody said that's part of being a Christian. But when you don't have a transcendent heart, you want the pastor to do everything. You notice I had to duck on that one. You want me to do all the work and while you sit there. No. Come on, Hope Elam. Let's have a transcendent heart. Let us seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then everything will be added unto you. All right. Uh, let us come down. We're going to prepare for communion. Wow. Wow, Jesus. Oh, man, we got it in today, y'all. For real. Thank you. Thank you for worshiping. Thank you for worshiping today. I love you so much, Opelon. Put your hands together. I do feel it in the house. I see Mark Cobblers there. I see Shantese. We do have prayer partners. I know it's heavy. Somebody needs, somebody's stuck in a storm. Somebody just happy that they out of a storm. Somebody just want to thank God today. We have prayer partners, Mark Cobblers, Shantese. We're here. Come up to the altar. I'll pray for you. Don't leave up out of here if you need prayer and don't get it. Don't let the devil talk you out of not getting prayer. But when you have a transcendent heart, he can't stop you.
Oh, God. All right. Mm, mm, mm. On the same night, Jesus, I love communion. Thank you, God, for making me new. Thank you, God, for giving me another opportunity, God, to get it right. I'm so happy, God, that you're a first chance, second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, sixth chance, seventh chance, God. Because look what he did to the disciples. They were going to deny him, betray him, doubt him. But on that same night after washing his feet, he said, this is my body broken for you. For the remission of your sins. And after he broke it, he thanked it. He said, eat it, all of it. Feast on it, the bread of life. Likewise, he says, this is my blood of the New Testament shed for you, shed for many, for the remission of every sin you've ever committed. What can wash away your sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make you whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What give you strength from day to day and that you will never lose its power? Nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And that did give him thanks. Thank you, God. He said, drink ye all of it and do this as often as you will in remembrance of me. Servers, won't you come? You know we're doing it a little different today. We're coming from all over the building. You're coming up to get your elements today. You're coming up to get your elements today. All right. Arise, my father's children. Come do the Lord's Supper. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.